Hi, I'm Kelsey Zeiser. And I'm Nicole Ferraro. Welcome to What's the Story, a short podcast from Light Reading, where we take a step back from the most significant topics in telecom to tell you the latest news, how we got here, what it all means, and what to expect next. Today, we're talking with Mike Dano about AT&T and Verizon and why they're delaying the deployment of their 5G networks on the C-band spectrum due to concerns from the FAA. We'll discuss with Mike why the delays are happening, the broader industry implications, and what we can expect next. Well, welcome to What's the Story? Thanks for joining us, Mike. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We made it to another another year. Let's do it again. Cool. Let's do it again, just like we did it last year. <laughs> but maybe a little different. <laughs> maybe a little, a little better. Different. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll try anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, just setting the bar real high here at Light Reading. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, um, I know you've been following uh, the C-band spectrum delays that have been going on with Verizon and AT and T. Give us a little overview. What's uh, what caused the delay, and um, any updates on that? Sure. Yeah, a lot going on this month because uh, really um, AT&T and, and really I think Verizon had had really hoped to launch 5G on their C-band spectrum in December, like early December. Uh, but then they decided to delay it a month until January. And then there was some discussion as to whether or not they would delay it a little bit further. The reason is that, uh, you know, as everyone knows, 5G will cause airplane crashes. That's <laughs> oh, the, no. I know. You I think we're that, all worried about, like, you know, health concerns, but it, it sounds I like, um, it, I mean, I guess never, it is still a health concern if your plane crashes. I, right. <laughs> Just a different one. Exactly. Exactly. It won't, it won't directly cause cancer, but it might cause airplane crashes, at least according <laughs> to those in the airline industry. So... I mean that's been the whole thing, and and so there was a lot of a, a lot of concern in the airline industry that five um, G operations in C band spectrum would affect the radio altimeters inside of aircraft. I hate when that happens. I know, mm. right? It's <sighs> just you get your yeah, radio altimeters all messed up, and it's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst. Just I know. totally well, ruins your day. Yeah. I guess it, like it technically would ruin your day because it, uh, the, and the concern is that like if you're landing in fog or snow or whatever, you, you like can't see where the ground is uh, oh. in an airplane or, or a helicopter also. And so uh, they, uh, they do need to see that. They need, yeah. you, you need to know where the ground is. That's what radio, radio altimeters do. And so there's some real concern that um, 5G and C-band would, would mess that up. And, and really it would mess it up in... Um, like older aircraft that have mm-hmm. older radio altimeters that were designed to just not operate at the correct power levels. Uh, uh, in the old days, they made everything real hardy, and apparently they made radio altimeters very hardy in the old days, such that they would uh, 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 go into uh, uh, spectrum bands that they were not supposed to. Oh, whoops. Whoops. <laughs> Um, so there are uh, a few broader things going on here, right? The the delay happened sort of coinciding with um, tons of uh, airlines canceling flights because of people being out with COVID. So this potential uh, radio altimeter crisis could have converged with the COVID crisis that's hitting the airlines. Um, at the same time, what's going on in the government and what 
which I wrote about today and, and you wrote a bit about is that Alan Davidson still hasn't been confirmed as head of the NTIA. And presumably he would have been involved in these types of discussions had he been confirmed already. Um, so how do you see what's going on from a broader industry perspective? Why are we suddenly freaking out about 5G's impact on airlines like at the last second here, it seems like? Yeah, and exactly. um, it, to what degree is like this delay in getting Davidson or somebody at the NTIA confirmed having an impact on what's happening with 5G? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, you're right that this if there's one way to look at this, one main way to look at this, it's government mismanagement. I mean, this <laughs> is the kind of thing that really should not be happening. You know, the the people who are in charge of this kind of stuff really just dropped the ball and dropped mm-hmm. the ball in a big, bad way, such that I mean, it's such a, a bad way that apparently I was just reading that uh, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg had to call the CEO of AT&T and Verizon on Sunday night. And basically Oof. beg them not to launch 5G. I mean, that's how bad it got. You know, this is like mismanagement, you know, to yeah. excessively to the, you know, to the maximum degree. Uh, but yeah, yeah. In general, this stuff is supposed to be figured out way in advance. And mm-hmm. it was obviously not. And so each side. So the wireless industry says uh, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. That that radio altimeters do not will not be interfered with. But the airline industry says that, hey, we, you know, we we were warning about this several years ago. No one really listened to us. Uh, and now we're doing whatever we can to protect our aircraft. Um, and, and really, I think there's plenty of blame to go around. Uh, I think that's for sure. I think the place to start, though, is probably with the FAA and the NTIA, like you said. And the job of the NTIA is to really, like, coordinate usage among different government agencies for spectrum. And, you know, this is that. And uh, NTIA has not had a permanent director for years and years now. It's kind of been relegated to the to the dust pile during the Trump administration, definitely. And then, mm-hmm. you know, pr- President Biden really did drag his feet in nominating a, a head for that agency. So, uh, yeah, if anything, this is government mismanagement. And it's really the case where the NTIA needs to kind of, you know, come back <laughs> and like, yeah, do its job. Uh, that's kind of what we're really all, you know, taking away from this, I think. Mm-hmm. And do you have any idea about how long the delay will be? I, I want to say it was, it's going to be two weeks. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, you know, they went back and forth, they delayed for a month and then they didn't want to delay for any more time, but then they, they did the AT&T and Verizon did d- d- decide to do another two week delay. So right now it's kind of mid January. Mm-hmm. And from all indications, including actually President Biden issued a statement that said, yes, we'll have 5G in January. Uh, so it got up you know, to the upper levels of the government. So by all indications, everyone is saying that, yes, we will have 5G in C-band spectrum in January. However, <clears throat> we won't have it near a bunch of airports. Uh, that's been the concern is that you, know, you have a huge cell tower right next to an airport all those, that transmission traffic will interfere with radio altimeters. So what they're going to do is pick a bunch of airports, the uh, 50 airports around the country, where they're going to basically not build it right away. And if they do build it, they'll do it at very low power. Okay. Meantime, the FAA is going to look at all the airplanes that are flying in and out of those airports to see if they need new radio altimeters or what other mitigation tech, uh, stuff they're going to do. So, so for most of the country, we will get like – you know, pretty robust C-band 5G. 
But around these specific airports uh, and in anywhere there's a concern, it's going to be either turned off or turned way down. Yeah, I'm wondering if, uh, you know, maybe smaller airports or ones where um, folks have their own airplane and they're small, flying like small Cessnas or whatever, uh, some of these older planes, are, are they going to be the ones that are kind of running into more trouble or it's, it's going to take a little bit longer there? It just seems like it, you know, it's going to take more than two weeks. Right. Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's what they're doing is they're trying to slow roll it. Uh, they're asking for more time to study the matter. Uh, and then supposedly they'll, they'll, they'll do a, a process of six months. So until July, Okay. When they'll, you know, slowly start turning stuff on near airports when they're sure that things will be okay. But you're, yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, the FAA now has the unenviable task of figuring out, who, you know, who's going to be affected of all the airplanes out there and helicopters and whatever else. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an obvious mess that obviously should have been dealt with a lot earlier than now. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we look forward to you keeping us up to date on how much messier it gets. I know. I thought I would be done writing about this story, but here we are. Never <laughs> done. Still, still Never sticking done. around. Sea band forever. Sea band forever. Yeah. Luckily, none of us have any travel planned. <laughs> so there's that. No, I hope to Great. travel to my hallway to get my mail at some point this month. That's about it. <laughs> but it's Don't fly far enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, Mike. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Mike, for taking the time to talk today. Thank you as well to our wonderful producer, Pierre Landriot, for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more interviews and insights from the team. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.